This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. Afternoons on News Talk 770. So you've been hearing this story today, and maybe it was unavoidable or predictable, but, but it is concerning. And we've heard of other cases that have basically fallen apart because it's taking so long to get to trial. Now we got confirmation today uh, via Global News uh, that a first-degree murder case in Edmonton charges were stayed on Friday because of the delay in getting the matter to trial. Now there is in this country a reasonable expectation that if you're charged with a crime that the matter is dealt with. And the Supreme Court has, has specifically addressed this question. So we have some, some clear parameters about when it becomes an unreasonable delay. Things are going to happen uh, during the course of a trial and getting to trial, and, and we need to recognize that. But obviously, we're now into the realm of unreasonable delay. And what does that mean? Joining us uh, for some thoughts, please to welcome to the program, Patricia Paradis, Executive Director of the Center for Constitutional Studies at the University of Alberta. Pat, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Please All right. Be here. Well, was was this sort of thing inevitable? It seems like this problem's been brewing for some time. Well, first I should just say that I have not read the decision because it's not been posted yet. So we can't be completely positive as to why uh, Justice Hillier decided to stay the charges. But um, certainly there are some factors such as the lack of judicial resources that may have contributed to the delay that would probably, as you say, have made this somewhat inevitable. Now, talk about this this principle, that if, if the state is going to charge with a crime, there's an obligation on the state to deal with that matter, to, to give you the opportunity to have your day in court within a reasonable time frame. That's right. So this is a charter-protected right. It's in the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Section 11B. And the idea is that the public needs to have confidence in our justice system so that uh, anyone in the system will know that they will be dealt with within a reasonable time. You can't just keep languishing uh, in jail or in the remand centre or waiting for your trial to, to come to to. You know, it's, it's too much stress on the person, effectively, and the public needs to know that the justice system is, is moving along. So it's, it's largely uh, because the public needs to have confidence in our system. So it is a charter-protected right. It is. So how do we determine, then, what's reasonable, or how did the Supreme Court come at this question of what's reasonable? Well, interestingly, this this case that they uh, decided in, in July was quite a radical departure from what existed before that. In this case, which is the Queen and Jordan case, they decided to set limits, specific month limits on what would be considered unreasonable. So if you're in provincial court, the limit is 18 months. So anything beyond 18 months is considered unreasonable. And if you're in a uh, higher level court, uh, like for for a more serious charge, it is 30 months. So anything beyond 30 months then becomes unreasonable. But the court did say that there will be circumstances that will have caused the delay, and the court's going to take those into consideration. So, for example, if the accused has done something like waived a particular thing or or gotten sick or there's been problems with with witnesses or anything on the defense side, the court will subtract that amount. Um, and if the crown, the crown then bears the if if the a number of months that that uh, the 
trial has taken to come to fruition has exceeded 30 months, then the Crown has the duty of showing that um, it was reasonable or that there were exceptional circumstances that caused the delay. Okay, so if I'm an accused, it's not as though I can create delays. I can fire my lawyer, then fire the next one and try to run out the clock. No, they're going to subtract that amount. Yeah. Yeah, from, from that amount. And, and the court's very rigorous about uh, examining what those circumstances are. Right. So, yeah, so it's, it's not to create an incentive for an accused to find ways to delay the matter, knowing that if you get to a certain point, you get to walk away. It doesn't work that way. That's right. Yeah. Um, so why are we seeing delays right now? I mean, it's not a problem that's unique to Alberta, but we're, if, at the, if we're at the point where we're bumping up against that threshold, how, how have we allowed ourselves to get to that point? Well, as I said earlier, I haven't read the case, so I'm not absolutely familiar with the facts or why the judge decided to stay this case, but it is interesting that it was 62.5 months uh, that it took to, to get this case to trial. So, yeah, that's what they figured, right. So that is, that is considerably more than 30. And um, so one can only speculate, but, but the responsibility, the duty is on the Crown to show that that delay was reasonable. And in this case, they were not able to do that. And there are two bases upon which the Crown is allowed to show that, um, that the delay has been reasonable. One is um, the, the delay was uh, unforeseen or reasonably unavoidable. And the second uh, is that they, could, uh, they cannot reasonably have remedied the delay when it arose. And some of the factors that come in there would be things like judicial resources. So, for example, if there aren't enough judges in the system and you can't book a trial date uh, within a reasonable time, then that would be considered there. So when you talk about uh, uh, a shortage of judges, and we, we've heard about that before, does, is it as simple then as going out and saying, okay, well, let's, let's hire more judges? Does, does that automatically uh, address the problem or does it, is, I mean, is it deeper, more complex than that? Well, it, it could very well be much more complex than that, but in this case, it might be as simple as that. It's hard to say because, again, not having read the decisions, it's hard to say why the, why the delay was that extensive. But um, uh, certainly getting more judges would allows trials to be booked within a reasonable time, but there are all kinds of issues. The, uh, for example, in the Queen and Jordan's case that the Supreme Court decided in July, uh, the court says specifically that there are broader structural and procedural changes that need to be considered. And they talked about complacency towards delay. So they were really talking about complacency within the system. And I think they were looking at um, the crown there. Well, they're, they're looking at both. I shouldn't say just the crown. They're looking at the criminal justice system in recent years. They say there's, a, there's been a culture of complacency. And that's one of the reasons that they have come up with these what they call presumptive ceilings, the 18 months and the 30 months. Now, in this case, the charges have been stayed. So it doesn't necessarily mean the case is completely collapsed. When, when charges are stayed, it just means, I mean, the Crown has the option of, of reactivating them. True, but um, they can only reactivate them if, if there's a possibility of, of the... Um, 
of the case being being heard or not being stayed again. And I mean, you've still got that delay. Right. So if there are legitimate issues here that kept the crown from getting to trial in a reasonable time frame, those don't automatically go away. So the crown's got a, a tough decision to make then. Well, that's I, that's right. Well, I'm not sure they I'm not sure they have a decision in this case because it would be difficult to overcome the 62.5 months. Right. No. Kidding. He would run up against it again. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see what the fallout is from this. As you say, there may be circumstances specific to this case, but if it's a question of, of resources or uh, other problems in the justice system, then uh, I think this might be uh, an impetus to address that then. Yes, and certainly that was partly what the Supreme Court was hoping would happen, uh, and that's specifically what they say in the case. They they think that it's important to maintain the public's confidence in the system, they say, by delivering justice in a timely manner. So time is an issue. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, Pat, appreciate the uh, input on this. Thanks for joining us here okay, today. Okay. Thank you. All right. Take care. That's uh, Patricia Parody, Executive Director of the Center for Constitutional Studies at the University of Alberta. So this is a charter issue they're running up against. I mean, the Supreme Court has been pretty clear on this. Um, again, we will wait and see what the specifics are on this case. And uh, yeah, so it's not as simple as the Crown saying, oh, okay, well, yeah, it's no problem. We'll just reactivate the charge and you know, we'll have another go at it. But there's a reason why things got to this point. And so it's, uh, it's kind of bleak for the um, for the crown here and concerning obviously then to the general public that a murder charge would collapse now it's not necessarily the crown's fault so what's at play here is that simply well we just you know we need to throw more money at the system and um, that's going to fix everything I, I don't know I mean this gets back we talked to the Mackenzie Laurier Institute a while ago and a study they did ranking each province on its justice system and delays were a big factor so, yeah, this is a legitimate issue. And again, maybe specifics with this case, but uh, I think it's something we're going to have to address because we don't want to see this kind of thing happening. 403-974-8255. We'll come back, close out with some time for your calls, your texts, a few other stories as well. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.